You are listening to Basement Chronicles with Lisa Dublin, episode number 10. Hey, you made it! Welcome to my basement! I'm Lisa Dublin, a health and life coach, and I help professional and executive women to live, lead, and speak with confidence. Because you know what? Developing your confidence and deepening your faith in God is the best formula for an amazing life. So, are you ready? Let's go. Hey everyone, I hope this podcast finds you well. So wherever you are listening from, welcome to today's episode. It is, at the time of recording, minus 35 degrees outside in Edmonton, Alberta. But you know what? It was just as easy for me to get dressed and jump in the vehicle and come here to record my podcast because I just absolutely love podcasting. I'm falling in love with it. The more episodes I do, I think I've found a format that works for me. And because I love listening to podcasts and I love now producing them, I think it is a winning combination. So I hope you enjoy my podcast. You guys, listen, I can see myself, God willing, just producing episodes upon episodes. So we're going for as long as we can doing this and providing value and loving it. There's a special something when you love what you do. I think it shows. I think it's palpable. I think people sense it and that is what draws them to it. So here's to many more episodes of Basement Chronicles, the podcast. So today I want to talk about books that changed my life. What I've decided to do is every 10th episode, I will be discussing a life-changing book and showing you how I applied it to my own life to get results. Now, I hope you go out and you buy the books that I speak about. And while you're at it, perhaps you can also pick up copies of my own books as well. I published Good Girl Gone Wife in November of 2023. And I've been so encouraged, you guys, by people's support and feedback and suggestions for this book and the series. So Good Girl Gone Wife is the first in a series I've called Kindle a Burning. It is a series that combines romance, marriage, sex, and Christianity for a winning combination. Because you know what? It is a winning combination when God is in the mix and when you're honest about struggles, about battles, about the wins, and about the magic and the mystery of marriage. And that's what I hope to do in the Kindle A Burning series. So go out on Amazon, get my book, Good Girl Gone Wife, and look out for more in that series. The links are in the show notes, so you can just simply click and it'll take you to exact location that the book is on Amazon. But let's get started with today's first pick for this brand new segment on Basement Chronicles, the podcast called Books That Changed My Life. Today, I want to talk about Atomic Habits by James Clear. What I'm going to do is pull out a couple quotes from the book and kind of talk about them, show you how I've applied them, and hopefully give you enough value that one, you want to go out and get the book. And secondly, and perhaps most importantly, you can apply the things that I speak about to your own life. So I guess the very first question is, what is Atomic Habits about? This book argues that the best way to accomplish a goal is to put a system in place. It's not just to have the passion, not just to want to go after it, but to actually put a system in place to accomplish that goal. 
The book argues that the best kind of system that you can put in place is called habit stacking, where you put several little habits together, you stack them one on top of the other on top of something that you already do to make it easier to fall into routine. But more on that later, I want to start with the first quote that I've pulled out from this book, and it is this. Goals are about the results you want to achieve. Systems are about the processes that lead to those results. Let me just say that again. Goals are about the results that you want to achieve. Systems are about the processes that lead to those results. This is very true. From my experience and having honed the whole goal-setting process the last couple years, I've realized that it's not just a matter of having the goal. You literally have to figure out how you're going to get there and be very granular, very detailed about those plans. That's how you're going to get to the goal. And interestingly enough, James Clare follows up that quote with another one I think that's so important. It's not one of my top quotes for today, but I wanted to also mention it. He says, if you ignored your goals and focused only on your system, would you still succeed? He says, yes, that you would. And I quite agree. I always like to look at the example of how just having an exercise habit just compounds to just keep me in shape and to keep me healthy. Just because I've slotted in certain days, certain days for ex certain exercises, then it means that no matter what happens, I find myself on the treadmill or in the gym or working out with my trainer on those days. And when I look back, perhaps at the end of the month or at the end of a couple weeks, I realize my body has changed or even been maintained just because I've maintained the habit. So it's not even a matter of having the goal. When you have the system, you don't even have to worry about getting to the goal because the compounding of the days and the habit will definitely make you get there. He says in another part of the book, you do not rise to the level of your goals. You fall to the level of your systems. You know what? This is January and it's a brand new month, brand new year. Everybody has made goals, especially around exercise and diet and drinking water, all of these great things. By March, it has been proven over and over again that a lot of people just simply fall off the wagon. And it is because of this that James Clare speaks about, that you do not rise to the level of your goals, you fall to the level of your systems. If from January to March, you have not put a system in place and you haven't done what he says about stacking habits one on top of the other, if you haven't really planned in a detailed fashion how you are going to go after that goal, you will fail by March. No wonder that many people, because they have left it up to chance and left it up to passion, by March they have fallen off and the regular gym goers like me, we have the gym all to ourselves once again. But let's move on to quote number two. Just as atoms are the building blocks of molecules, Atomic habits are the building blocks of remarkable results. An atomic habit is a regular practice or routine that is not only small and easy to do, but also the source of incredible power. It is a component of the system of compound growth. I know that it's a bit of a mouthful, but perhaps you can get the book and read it for yourself. I suggest you do it. I try to take in a little bit of this book perhaps every so often because it really is a powerful book, This Atomic Habits. Let me give you some examples of atomic habits, in my opinion. 
Remember, he says that atomic habits are small habits that compound over time to change the entire trajectory of your life. So, for example, and we'll stay with the examples we've already been dealing with, exercise, etc. One atomic habit that people practice to get into the habit of going regularly to exercise or to go to the gym is packing your gym bag the night before. That will ensure that your bag is ready to go in the morning when you have gotten ready and you're ready to leave the house. It will ensure that, hey, yes, I have what it takes. I have what I need for me to go to the gym, perhaps after work or whenever. Here's another atomic habit. If you're trying to eat better, but meal prep has been a problem, if you sink in the time to do it perhaps one day on the weekend, the same day at the same time on the weekend, you do your meal prep, you will ensure that for the entire week, you have healthy food to eat. That's an atomic habit that has such powerful results because it makes sure that you are eating properly throughout the next couple days. Here's another example of an atomic habit saving $50 automatically from every paycheck. It never hits your bank account. You never see it. You never miss it. And the money compounds. That one is such like a vivid and real and practical illustration, I think, of an atomic habit. It really is. Here's another one for you. It's a bit gross, but bear with me. Perhaps drinking a glass of water after every time that you go to the toilet to urinate. You pee and then I drink water. So every time you keep on drinking, obviously you're going to keep going to the bathroom and then you keep on drinking. So you make sure you get maybe your eight glasses of water in. You can stop after that or whatever. But at least you can build the habit of drinking water by tying it to something that you do automatically. Why is it atomic? It's powerful. It can change your life. It can change the composition and the look of your skin. It can flush out toxins, all of these great things just simply by inserting it at a point where it makes sense for you to do it. There are two others I want to point to. Getting into your car and immediately putting on your seatbelt. I thought about this one. I put it in because it is automatic. Of course, we have help with this one because it's actually the law to put on your seatbelt. So, I mean, we are forced to put on the seatbelts, but even if we weren't, I think we have learned to do it whether the law is in force or not because we've made it a habit and tied getting into that driver's seat with putting on your seatbelt. Now, here's one that I personally developed and what works for me. I always found it a bit untidy around the time in the morning when I wanted to run or exercise. Like I would always have something to do or maybe my writing time would spill into my fitness time, my exercise time, or maybe devotions might run over. So here's what I started to do. I started to say to myself, no matter what happens, you're going to run at five. And it was just those three words, run at five. So it doesn't matter whatever I'm doing. I would stop perhaps at quarter to the hour to get ready for the run and just simply run at five, sink in the time, five to six, and I'd be done. And that has worked wonders for me to carve out that time for exercise, which is also important in my life and it should be in yours. So I hope that quote has opened up some illustrations and ideas of how you can build atomic habits in your life. So let's continue. Now we get into how exactly habits work. And here's the third quote I want to bring to you today. Many people begin the process of changing their habits by focusing on what they want to achieve. This leads us to outcome-based habits. 
The alternative is to build identity-based habits. With that approach, we start by focusing on who we wish to become. You guys, I've got the perfect example of that, okay? And I've always said, I'm a runner, so I run. I'm a writer, so I write. I'm a speaker, so I speak. And especially the very first example of, I'm a runner, so I run, that mindset and that identity changed helped me to make running a habit. Because what it meant is, if runners just run, it means that whether you have enough time or not, you will run. So every run doesn't have to be 30 minutes. There were times, especially in the beginning when I was building the habit, because I was deeper than the habit building an identity, I'd have 15 minutes and I would run for 15 minutes. You know why? Because runners run. Whatever the habit is that you want to put into your life, look deeper and see what you can become to make that habit natural and something that the person who has that habit does. So for example, James Clare gives that lovely illustration of somebody who is trying to stop smoking. And instead of saying, okay, no thanks, somebody has offered you a cigarette and you'd, be, you'd say, no, I'm trying not to smoke. The person who has the identity of the non-smoker would be like, no, thank you. I don't smoke. I'm not a smoker. So if I'm not a smoker, I don't smoke. But if I have the identity of I'm trying to cut the habit, it means in my head, I still perhaps see myself as a smoker who's trying to overcome the habit. I hope that makes sense. And he follows up that quote with another one that I also want to point out here. He says, True behavior change is identity change. You might start a habit because of motivation, but the only reason you'll stick with one is that it becomes part of your identity. I know it's easier said than done, but I want to encourage you in setting healthy habits to go deeper and to see yourself as the person with the identity of the person who does what you're trying to accomplish. If you're trying to write a book, become the writer. Writers write, so you'd be scribbling whenever, however, in whatever fashion, because writers just write, as opposed to, oh, I'm trying to get in a thousand words a day. Just write, because that is what writers do. If you're trying to stop smoking, just be the person who doesn't smoke, as opposed to the person who's trying to overcome a habit. So he says that the ultimate form of intrinsic motivation is when a habit becomes part of your identity. It's one thing to say, I'm the type of person who wants this. It's something very different to say, I am the type of person who is this. I love this point because it's so deep and it just goes to the heart of the matter and it makes change a lot easier. So all of these were related to quote number three about changing habits by becoming who you want to be. Here's the quote number four. Habits are the path to changing your identity. The most practical way to change who you are is to change what you do. So now we're getting into how exactly do I become this new identity, Lisa? How exactly do I become the non-smoker? How exactly do I become the runner, become the person who is the thing that I'm trying to do? And he says that the way to do this is to change what you do. So here goes. Each time you write a page, you are a writer. That's what he says. Each time you practice the violin, you are a musician. 
Each time you start a workout, you are an athlete. Each time you encourage your employees, you are a leader. And it just occurred to me that I also have another example of this in my life. On the way here to record this podcast, I stopped and I got my favorite coffee at Tim Hortons, okay? And I don't take any sugar in my coffee. That's one reason that I drink so much of it. (laughs) There's no sugar there. I take one cream though, so I kind of still need to watch it. But the way that I build that habit of not taking any sugar in my coffee was every single time I went to the drive-thru, I just simply ordered the same coffee without sugar. And so now it's almost like automatic for me that I get the same coffee every single time, the same order over and over again. And so it happens that it doesn't have sugar. And so I've built that habit. So basically, I love that quote because it says the way that you become the thing you're trying to be is to keep on doing those actions over and over again. You guys, you see why I tell you this book is amazing? I read it during COVID and it changed my life because I began to do what he said to do. And that's one thing. When I do these sessions every 10 episodes, I'm going to keep on hammering it in that you have to become a student of the books and the people who have what you want. Become a student. Be teachable. Be hungry. Do what they ask you to do, what the book proposes until you master it and you can customize it to your life. So here is the next quote, and it's probably going to be our last because of time. People who make a specific plan for when and where they will perform a new habit are more likely to follow through. I love this. I always ask my clients when we're setting goals. Okay, oh, you want to do this? Okay, when are you going to do it? Okay, what time have you set aside for it? Because that is always a test of how deeply you have thought through your goal. If you have already identified the time in your life when you're going to sink the goal in, sinking the time in for me means I block it off. It is the time for me to run. My long, slow run happens on a Sunday morning. I've sunk in that time. I've done it for years. So mostly every Sunday morning, whether it is indoors on the treadmill or when it gets nice and warm outside and I'm running outside, you'll find me running at that time or around that time on a Sunday morning because I've sunk in the time. So that quote is very important for goal setting because it tells you the way to kind of gauge how serious you are and to make yourself serious about a goal is to identify when and where you will perform this new habit that's going to lead to the accomplishment of the goal. Okay, I think we can do one more quote and it is this. This one has to do exactly with habit stacking. One of the best ways to build a new habit is to identify a current habit you already do each day and then stack your new behavior on top. This is called habit stacking. Habit stacking is a special form of an implementation intention. Rather than pairing your new habit with a particular time and location, you pair it with a current habit. He says, for example, after I brush my teeth, I'll make my coffee. After I pray and write, I will work out. I added in that one. Here are some other examples. After I take off my work shoes, I will immediately change into my workout clothes. After I pour my cup of coffee each morning, I will meditate for one minute. That is exactly how you add in a new habit into your life. By stacking it, pairing it with something that is already automatic for you. Most people have the automatic habit of brushing their teeth. 
So you can tie brushing your teeth to something that you're trying to build in your life. So after brushing my teeth, perhaps I'll floss or uh, no, you're supposed to floss before. <laughs> after brushing my teeth, I'll drink a glass of water. And that could happen in the morning and it could also happen when you brush your teeth at night as well. So that way, the two things are tied together and they become both automatic well enough and soon enough. And then you can stack on another habit that you are also trying to make automatic by stacking it on top of the previous two. And you guys, like I proved that during COVID over and over again. That's how I built my business. That's how I wrote books. That's how I got through so many courses and survived through COVID. And that's how I'm here today. So I hope Atomic Habits is on your list of must-reads for 2024. It works well to help you put systems in place to accomplish your goals. And I firmly believe, as James Clare says and that I quoted earlier, that we do not rise to the loftiness of our goals. We fall to the level of our systems. Thank you so much for listening to my podcast today. Please let me know what you think. You can hit me up. You can leave a review. You can email me. All of that is in the show notes. And join me again next week, same time, for another episode of Basement Chronicles. I am Lisa Dublin. Bye. Thank you so much for listening today. Now, I know that you prioritize your growth and success. So if you feel stuck in any area of your life, why don't you consider life coaching? My signature program, How to Get Unstuck Total Transformation, has helped so many professional and executive women to free themselves of limiting beliefs and habits, learn to love and prioritize themselves, set firm boundaries and stick to them, be more confident, move up exponentially in their careers, and become the best versions of themselves. How badly do you want to get unstuck? How badly do you want to be the best version of you? If you desire more, take the first step right now. Go to my website, lisamdublin.com coaching and book a consultation with me. Let's talk about your coaching needs because the life you want is totally possible.